Well, today we complete our series on our vision and I invite you to join along with me as we share in that. We put it on the screen. We are rooted in love, connecting people, and planting seeds of hope. Two weeks ago, we focused on being rooted in love. We lifted up the importance, the history of our disciple Bible study and how much that has brought roots in, in the Word of God. We also made it clear, though, that we study the Bible not just because of the knowledge that we gain, but also because of the transformation that takes place. And that everything we do is rooted in Christ's love. Last week, we talked about connecting people. We shared that this vision is timely because one in four people in our society have no one to talk to about life's struggles or about life's triumphs. And we also stressed how much we believe God's calling us to move out of the walls of the church and into our community. And by the way, let me brag on us just a little bit. This Friday, Janelle Hadley and Tom Shriver and I attended the Noblesville Main Street breakfast, and they gave to us the award as the Volunteer Organization of the Year for 2016. So, so I'm very grateful for the work of Janelle and Tom who got us into this uh, work, and it's certainly uh, making a difference, and we're certainly gained that reputation as a congregation that, that really wants to be involved in the community. Today, we focus on that last phrase in our vision, planting seeds of hope. And as you can imagine, as we put this vision together, it was somewhat influenced by the repurposing of the Teeter Retreat Center to also be the Teeter Farm that will soon be an organic farm. And we really believe that this is a God thing, that, that God has brought this idea to us and vision. And so I asked if Aaron would just share a little bit briefly about how he got the idea and brought it back to us. Some of you may wonder how our Teeter Organic Farm Project got started. And many of you may know that in 1981, Ruth Teeter left her 120-acre farm to the church along with a trust fund. And over the last 35 years, that trust has paid for all the variety of ministries that have happened out at Teeter. In 2015, we began to realize that those funds were going to be depleted soon. And uh, we really didn't have a plan for the future. And so I started praying about how God might direct us and, and give us a way that we could go forward and, and ministry in that place uh, effectively into the future. Uh, so with that kind of on the back of my mind, I headed out on a 10-day study trip to the Northwest up to Seattle and British Columbia and uh, with my Wabash Pastoral Leadership Program. And while I was there, we visited with many innovative uh, ministries and leaders. And one of the days we spent some time at a farm called Arasha, Canada, outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. And they had a community garden, grew food for a CSA, gave food away to food pantries, and had environmental education on the farm. And as the person that was talking to us just was speaking uh, about how there were so many wonderful connections between food and faith and community, uh, Teeter just kept popping in my mind. I was really excited when I got back to Noblesville and I shared this experience with Pastor Jerry. And he suggested that I go out to uh, Indy Urban Acres and talk to Tyler Goff, who's the farm manager there in Indianapolis. Uh, they grow organic produce for local food pantries. And so Tyler then came out to Teeter Farm and took a look around. And, and then he asked me, you know, what did I envision for, for uh, Teeter Farm? And I told him that I really didn't know enough at this point to even say. 
And he said what he saw was a place where we could have a great impact on food insecurity in Hamilton County, where people could, could come together um, as a community uh, around a common mission. And as he said those words, I said, that's what I can see too, now that you've kind of given me a little bit of an understanding of what, what is possible. And so then we've just worked over the last year to kind of build a foundation for that. And we're just excited to see where God will uh, lead us into the future and, and, and the ways that uh, connections will continue to, to, to fall in place. And we very quickly felt a confirmation as this being a God-inspired idea. When we began to share the concept with the congregation, we had people from the congregation share that they had Purdue Ag degrees. We had some that had certification in organic farming. Uh, we made connections with, with organizations that we thought uh, could be helped down the road, like Janus Developmental Services. Uh, we discovered that we've got a number of master gardeners already in the congregation and that Hamilton County has 300, and so there's some great connections to be made there. And so we're really pleased. And now we've taken the next step by hiring Jonah Tabb to be our farm manager. He brings tremendous knowledge and experience about organic farming, but he also has the passion to make the connection with the community that we see as a part of our vision. Uh, he wants to impact hunger insecurity. Uh, he wants to make sure that we make connections with people, to, with that movement of bringing healthy food in line with God's creation, and to also employ people that have challenging circumstances. So we feel like we're very much in line. But we also want to be clear that we see this phrase as saying more than just talking about teeter, that it speaks of the many things this congregation has been doing for many, many years as we've been planting seeds of hope in so many different ways. Some have been going on for a long time. We could speak about the Sunshine Friends that's been in existence for 30-plus years. We could talk about uh, the, <clears throat> the UMW work. By the way, did you know that we have the largest United Methodist Women's Unit in the state of Indiana? And all the things that they help, like the Seal Residence, it's been around forever in the United Methodist Children's Home in Lebanon, Indiana. Or we talk about the Dinners on Us that's been in existence for some time, the, the prayer quilts. There's so many ministries that have uh, been connecting with, with our community. We have a number of new things. Like, like Kids Hope and the um, <clears throat> ESL that's taking place here, Angel Gowns, Ugly Quilts, Mission Guatemala, so many ways that we plant seeds of hope in so many places. And so we want this phrase to represent that as well. And it's so vital as we think this through to, to realize that as it connects in all these ways that there's a place for all of us to serve. When we put our vision together, we were asked to identify what we saw as our primary places of mission and ministry. And so we identified these 12. Now, we do many other things, but we felt these are the areas that we sense a calling that perhaps we're already doing some great work there and God wants us to do more. And then there's other places like Noble Manor Apartments where we serve them in some way through the Dinner on Us program but we know we've got hundreds of people living right next door to us with all kinds of challenges. And we know it's, a, it, it's an untapped place that we could be so helpful if we get the right person to champion the cause and start making those connections. And so some of these we're simply just praying about and trusting that God will move us in the right direction as we need for each of these. 
Now, as we think about this vision, I love the phrasing of it. I believe it, it really helps in many ways for us to identify the right spirit that we're supposed to have. When you think about planting seeds of hope, it gives us that image that our job is to plant, right? And who provides the growth? God does. And so that relieves us of a lot of responsibility. We simply just go out there and do what we're called to do and trust in God to do the rest. It also emphasizes that our main commodity, the most important thing we do, is to offer hope. Hope sometimes is the most important thing. I've seen so many ministries, we offer sometimes concrete aid, but it's, never, it's not always given to the right spirit. And so sometimes it does actually more harm than good. But whatever we do that brings hope is something that is lasting and something that empowers and allows that person to step up and do what they need to do to help get their lives on the right, right path. And you can't help but think of this vision and think about a particular parable, right? That parable of the sower. Remember how Jesus told that story and he talked about uh, the sower who goes out and he throws the seed and some of that seed lands on a beaten path and some of it lands <clears throat> on rocky soil where there might be a little soil, but then there's rock underneath, and so it's hard to establish a root system. Some of it lands among weeds, and it takes off quickly, is even shaded by the weeds, but eventually it's choked out. And then some lands on really good soil. And that soil produces a produce that is sometimes 100 to 1 in the harvest. Now, if you keep reading, you'll find that this parable is explained by Jesus to the disciples in great detail. And so in some ways it gets called the parable of the soils. But there's some that believe that when Jesus told this in its original context, that like most of Jesus' parable, he's simply trying to make one powerful point. And as he's speaking to that, that whole crowd on that day, the suggestion is that there would be a surprise in hearing that pebble. If you, you were sitting there listening to that for the first time, you'd say, wow, seed's pretty precious around here. And this sower is just throwing it without discrimination. It's landing on hard places so the birds come and take it. It lands on rock and so it gets wasted because it grows very quickly and stops. Some of it gets choked out. What a waste. But Jesus is making the point that that's how God is. That God is abundant God who throws his seeds of grace and love and forgiveness and hope everywhere and not worried about the consequences. And so that should be our attitude as we seek to serve in the name of Jesus Christ. To offer that love, offer that hope, and let God worry about the results. Not worrying about whether someone's deserving of it or not. Simply to give. And let God do the rest. And then if we turn to our explanatory phrase that we add to help explain what we mean by this short phrase, as servants of Christ, we will empower all to discover what is possible through God's grace. And we wanted to emphasize that it's our hope, our dream as a church that we help you find your place to serve. We are called to be servants. That should be the, the eventual product of all that we do. We make disciples. We share God's love and forgiveness and salvation. But it should result eventually in our finding our place to serve. We've even 
redesigned Janelle Hadley's job description. So that's part of her job, helping you discover your gifts, discover your place, and help connect you with those places that you can make a difference. So I'd like to lift up and help us to think about the many different ways that we can plant seeds of hope. So if you would cooperate with me, let's have anybody who works as a worship servant. That would include the choir, our ushers, greeters, our first impressions team, communion stewards, media team, hospitality team, musicians, orchestra, bell ringers, quartets. Would you all stand that have served in that way? Very good. You can be seated. How about our care ministries? It's okay. You can stand a second time if you do double duty. Our Stevens ministers, our visitation team, our hospital team, grief share, divorce care, single and parenting, funeral dinners, teams that provide meals after surgery, our note card ministry, flower deliveries, our prayer quilts, and anything else that I've not thought of in the care ministries because they do so much. Would you stand at this time? Thank you, and you may be seated. Our outreach ministries, Dinners on Us, Working Out at the Teeter Farm, English as the Second Language, Kids Hope, Sunshine Friends, Mission Guatemala, Ugly Quilts, Angel Gowns, Student Ministry Outreach, Nine Methodist Women Community Service Appreciation Ministry. If you've been on a mission trip, again, anything I've forgotten that reaches out, please stand. Some of you are doing triple duty. Please be seated. And how about our community service? We've been preaching that we want you to move out beyond these walls. Some of you have already been doing it for some time. I go to the hospital and I see our people all the time there. So if you volunteer in the hospital or you're in a service club, you work with Noblesville Main Street in some fashion as a volunteer, Red Cross, Meals on Wheels, volunteering in the schools, Prevail, and I'm sure there's many others. Would you please stand this time? Very good. We hope eventually that's all of you. And one more. How many of you in this day and age in which hardly anybody knows how to neighbor anymore, you work intentionally to be a good neighbor and connect with those that live around you? Please stand. All right. Keep it up. It's wonderful. All these ways are ways that we can plant seeds of hope. So keep looking, keep asking for God's direction, and hopefully we'll make even more connections. And then the last thing I'd like to lift up, scripture that we shared earlier. This is the scripture that is the companion to this part of a vision. I can endure all things through the power of the one who gives me strength. I memorized this scripture when I was in high school. I just loved it in the beginning. I memorized the New Revised Standard Version, which says, I can do all things in the name of Christ. But I like the Common English Bible's translation here because I think it accurately shares that we are called to endure. And let me tell you, if you're a servant, you can need to endure sometimes. It lets us know that things don't always go easy. They don't always go well when we serve in the name of God. People are people, and they're not always appreciative. They're not always thankful, and sometimes you wonder, why do I do this? 
But remember, we do it in the name of Christ. And he's the one that provides the strength that we need to keep doing it and not worry. We throw the seeds like that sower and trust in God to plant the growth because it can sometimes land on soil. And when it grows, it grows as much as 100 to 1, which is a, a harvest unheard of in biblical times. That too would have shocked those people that heard that parable. So let that be the spirit that we live out this vision. May we truly be rooted in love, connecting people, and planting seeds of hope.